0: Welcome to Imaging of Things, from mind to page and inside look into the printing industry. Welcome to the Imaging of Things. I'm your host, Nick Benkovich, and this week I'm joined by the VP of Manufacturing for Premier Press in Portland, Scott Gorman. Having spent almost three decades with the company, Scott has seen a lot of changes in the industry, He's here to talk about those changes and how him and his team use this ever-changing technology to grow their business. Well, welcome. My guest this week is Scott Gorman, VP of Manufacturing at uh, Portland-based Premier Press. Scott's actually been part of the Premier Press family since the early 90s and someone that's clearly seen massive change in the industry and the buyer profile in their business. A techie at heart, never afraid to jump in and get his hands dirty firsthand on the front lines with the team evaluating and learning new technology. So Scott, welcome. Good morning. Thanks, Nick. So Scott, 29 years at the same company in the same industry, no less. Um, I, I got to ask, what keeps the fire in the belly? Well,
1: <laughs> maybe I'm glutton for punishment. No, actually, you know, we've got a really great thing going on here at Premier. We got a great great company, great family owned business. We keep reinvesting in the business. So we just never have a dull moment, right? we just keep evolving with, with the times and we're we're really in a great industry for, for people that aren't afraid to reinvest and really, you know, keep up with the times. There's just never, never time to, to sit idle.
0: Well, I mean, for me personally, I think you live in one of the most gorgeous parts of the world. Portland, Oregon is just an amazing city. So I, you know, so, what do you do when when you're not running a business? What what do you do on a day to day basis? What do you do? How do you get out? How do you relax? Yeah, if you asked me this a couple
1: of years ago, I probably would have had a different answer. But you know, life evolves. So we, my wife and I, we have three boys, and uh, we've been blessed recently over the last year with two grandkids. We've got a boy and a girl eight days apart, and we just love spending time with our family. Uh, but honestly, being in the in the Northwest, whether we're going to the mountains, an hour and a half one way or going to the coast or the Columbia Gorge. We just love the outdoors and just getting out and about and just enjoying the the beautiful Northwest.
0: Well, uh, congratulations on the grandchildren. I was uh, blessed myself uh, about seven years ago and I, I love spending time. Grandkids are an absolute blessing. You can have a lot of fun with them, load them up on sugar, give them noisy toys and then send them home to their parents. Yeah, it's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) so um you you talked about reinvesting um you know certainly i've seen companies that have invested in technology and, and they're always investing in new hardware new piece of equipment but software seems to be something that people almost seeing as the necessary evil as the thing that they don't want to spend on that they have to spend money on i've always felt like premier press takes a very different approach to that yeah.
1: I wouldn't say I see, or we see software as a necessary evil by no means. It's just, it's just another tool in our toolbox. So just as important as the hardware on the floor, that's going to output whatever we're outputting, you know, our software is integral to help us manage the business. It just is what it is, right? You just have, it's, it's part of what we need to do our job successfully.
0: So yeah, you know, the last couple of years, you know, I, I had a chance to come visit uh, the office in, in Portland. Um, I, I love walking into your showroom. there, just the most incredible mix of, of products in the portfolio. How do you manage such a, a massive, diverse range of products? Um, and with some big names, This is they're not small names. You've got some big name clients there. You know, it's it's one of the things we
1: actually talk about a lot. It, it, one of our bigger challenges is how do we become experts in all these different areas, right? So we're, as you mentioned, we, we've got a diverse off, product offering, whether it's, you know, complex influencer packaging or, I mean everything that just goes along with our world today. It's hard to be experts in that, and I think the key for us is to really just keep finding the right team to hire and bring on the, the strategic people that we need in key areas. Right? Recently, we we brought in a, a structural engineer to help us on the packaging side to help us get better in that that area. So it's just it's kind of going back to my initial comment about you know what keeps the fire in our belly is you know we we just got to keep adapting and bringing the right team in to to help us succeed
0: and be successful. And, and so something I'm, I'm always interested to hear is, you know, is it you getting the customer driving you to these new products, new offerings, or is it your team bringing ideas to them of ways that they can extend their market, you know, new offerings that they could deliver? I would guess
1: nine out of 10 of these things are, are you know, the clients asking us about a certain product or category or vertical and then we we evaluate that, and then we just jump in. It's very seldom do we have something that we even you know kind of come up with on our own. It's it's really just
0: adapting to what the customer needs are. Mm-hmm. If I look at all of the the variation that you have in the in the product mix, it all starts with a You know, you've got a great idea. So how do you get an estimate? You know, I, I've got an idea. The customer says, "Hey, I want to I want to be able to to do this this amazing product." Where do you start with estimating something like that? Well, maybe I should even take a step
1: before the estimate. So we, we do have a whole creative team. So we're, we're like a mini agency here. So we have a team of seven led by our creative director. They'll often come up with the, you know, get the, the napkin sketch from a client with a vision of what what they're after. And then they'll come up with a, you know, a creative deck. And then we'll take that deck and we've got a, uh, a creative uh, traffic person that will then manage that into estimating to help, you know, make sure that we're, you know, getting off on the right foot and estimating. Once we hit estimating, uh, we're using iQuote to do all of our estimating. Whether we're doing a complex influencer package, whether we're doing a direct mail piece, or a wide format
0: environmental project, all that's being managed through through iQuote. Interesting. So, has has the number of products and the the type of products that you produce changed radically in the last ten years? Yes. Yeah. C- continues to evolve. Right. How
1: how we do things. To take a step back to, you know, the diversification question, you know, looking back, that's that was our key success through COVID. Our diversification is really what helped us to be, you know stay strong through COVID. You know, early on, our team decided that we were not going to do any layoffs. We wanted to keep our team intact because we knew our team was what was going to make us be successful coming out of this thing. And we decided we wanted to be stronger because of that. And so it was really that decision that truly kept us strong. And now, as we've come out of this, you know, we were blessed with two very large client, new client ads through COVID that are now in our top five. And it, the, the key to that all successful is really been our team, right, and, and keeping our team intact so that we can we can go after these other verticals and we can become experts in these other verticals. If we if we had you know cut our staff and hunkered down, and you know, we'd been really struggling coming out of it.
0: Yeah. So the right team and the right tools but to deliver the projects that the customer dreams. Yeah, absolutely. We
1: talk about this off. Anybody can buy hardware. If you get some money, anybody can go buy some output devices of any kind. It's really having the right team behind you to, to operate it, whether that's operating your MIS or your software or, or your equipment, you know, it's the team that really makes us succeed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm i uh, I'm a huge car fan. So I always say, you know, anybody can go out if you've got enough money and buy a formula one car doesn't make you a great race driver. So you know it, it, the tools certainly are enabling you. Do you see the the product mix continuing to grow at Premiere? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So you know one of the the customers I was referring to through COVID that we were that we landed, they got us into a whole new product mix. So we're now very big on the apparel side, and that's something that we we never really even touched before. And now you know through twenty twenty one, it's probably going to be north of fifteen percent of our revenue is going to be apparel based. So, you know, again, that's just being adaptable and, you know, evaluating and then just going for it.
0: So that brings up an interesting question. You know, people always say, you know, it's it's time to move to a different industry. Well, commercial print is dead. How do I get into packaging? How do I get into display graphics? How do I get into, as you mentioned, apparel? You know, that's a, a different market. So how do you make the assessment of, is there a market there? Or do I have the customer base? Does the customer base come first and then you work it out or do you, you work it out and then go after that customer base? Yeah, I think there's always a, there's always a small amount
1: of build it and they will come that, that we, that we do in our world, whether we're doing software or hardware or anything in this particular case, on the apparel side, we had one customer that was justifying our move in that direction. And now we're just going to be able to you know take what we've learned and, and, take the team that we've developed around that for this particular client and grow it and offer it to other clients.
0: So, so one customer was the impetus for it. And now you've worked out how to do it. It's find more customers that look like that. Yeah. Rinse and repeat. Yep, rinse exactly. and repeat. Yeah. I see on, on premier press's website, you, you pitch yourself as a creative production company and, and you sort of touch on that before is, is the agency part of the business does it bring in a, a fair chunk of the work being able to do that, offering those services? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So, you know, our, our name is premier press, but we, we really refer to ourselves as premier, you know, a, as a creative production company, we're, we're talking less and less about the press because it's really, you know, it's not about the output. It's about the, it's about the service, it's about the creative the solutions that we're offering. You know, our, our vision statement is a world free from dull marketing. And with having, with having a team of seven with led by a creative director Right. We're able to you know, come up with, you know, just the, the wow ideas to you know, help our clients be successful, because if we can make them stand out in the marketplace, ultimately, you know, if we make them succeed, then we're going to be successful along with them.
0: Yeah. And, and so, you know, have you seen a, a lot of drop off from your traditional business or is, has that been sort of steady and, and then growing in, in new areas?
1: Uh, It continues to just change, Nick. Honestly, I mean, you know, business evolves, you know, as we, as we look at our product offering and and we, we categorize every project into a a bucket of sorts, we're always trying to work those products, you know, work the, the, the low hanging fruit ones, like a print project. How do we get those into a a different category, right? To make it stickier for those clients to stick around. Right. But yeah, it's, it's just always, it's always changing. So, you know, if someone's just looking for, you know, a million of a piece that just they know exactly what they want. They're all buttoned up. They just want the cheapest price. We're probably not going to be very competitive there. But if they need a problem solved and they need to stand out in the marketplace, they need to make sure it's done on time. Right? Then that's where we're going to really service them and make them shine.
0: Right. So it really is the about the value add beyond the print, the the relationships that you have, the the turn time, the quality that you deliver to your customers.
1: Yeah. Just to give you an, an idea, you know, on the, the our project management side, we, we're about two to one, pro, two project managers for every sales rep that we have. The projects have conti- continued to get more complicated, more complex, and it just demands that we have more
0: you know, people on the service side. You mentioned before that you know, most, many of the ideas come from your customers, but you know, are you leveraging the ideas that you, you've got from the market? You've got a great learning, you know, a, a creative team of seven. I, I'm guessing that you know, much of what you do with your customers is giving them feedback and ideas on how they can improve their, their offering to get a better response rate.
1: Yeah, the, the creative team is really key for that, right, to offer them. Typically, they'll offer a good, better, best uh, solution for them, you know, to figure out where this fits in their budget so that they can go out and be successful in their
0: marketing efforts. Perfect. So, Scott, I'm, you know, I'm a software guy and and always will be. Um, so, you know, if if you were going to look back and and let's just forget where I work um, for a minute, you know, what's what's the, you know, top two or three pieces of software you've acquired in the last five years? Well, the last five years, probably the top one
1: would be adding on the, I quote, I plan onto our uh, Monarch platform. So we, we adapted, you know, back in the 90s with Hagen and, you know, been early on adapter around technology forever had electronic job ticket right when we started in the mid nineties and I've just evolved along the way. And then once um, I quote seemed ready to go from a, a plug in the Monarch side, we felt like that was the right solution for us to, to leverage our estimating and planning efforts from that standpoint.
0: Perfect. And what else, and what else was exciting that you've invested in from a software standpoint or, yeah. or well
1: over the years, you know, last it's probably been f- five, six years, I guess we did a metrics implementation to help us plan our, you know, geometrically, you know, how we get the best yield on materials. That's been a great ad. It's, it's something we continue to look at, right? So whether we're using a, a product from not EFI, but <laughs> called called SiteFlow to manage a lot of our back end program work. Mm-hmm. So it, it automates that, you know, when you're dealing with, you know, a thousand different SKUs going out to say 500 different locations, and they're all variable depending on which location they're going to can helps manage that type of stuff. So, you know using our IT knowledge and our IT team to leverage you know those types of solutions to automate those things have been a really key you know we we continue to look at our our whole WMS platform and you know we're kind of in the middle of a transition right now we continue to look at our shipping platform to see you know where we're going to end up long term so I mean, it's it's just it's one of those things unfortunately you know that we're just never done it's it's going <laughs> to continue to to happen right wow. so
0: I think if you sit still, you know, that's when you die. You've, you've got to evolve. You've you've got to grow. You've got to, you know, invest, as, as you mentioned before, you know, family owned business that's willing to invest for the long term. I think that's a, a great place to be. Yeah, for sure. I couldn't agree more. So let's let's flip it over to the hardware side. You know, you, you've made uh, certainly made some investments in hardware. I I, I walked around your shop. Um, we had a chance to, to look at equipment. And um, you sort of cover all sorts of things. You got a bit of offset, you got some digital, you got some wide format. You just seem to have a massive, diverse fleet of equipment, largely based on the products that you produce. Is that is that why the diverse range of products?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I think it really gives us a bit of a competitive edge. So we we got some clients that might come to us thinking that they have a wide format project for us, but it might be on a material that fits our UV offset press, and that you know it fits the size within there, and we can produce it much more cost effectively. On a machine like that, than on a traditional wide format flatbed press. So having you know, as many tools in the toolbox that we can really just gives us that you know we can just be as flexible and nimble as we need to be.
0: What's the recent uh, hardware investments that that you're excited about?
1: So we're just just finishing up an installation of an HP T250 uh, inkjet web press. So really excited about that uh, addition into our our arsenal. So I think it's going to really help us grow our direct mail vertical. It's also going to help us on some really short run uh, book type work, you know, on the commercial side. So this, this technology now is competing in the you know, competing quality wise to an offset press. So we don't really have to go to our clients and go, well, you can have it for this price on this inkjet web, or you can have it this price offset. We just say oh, with this quantity, it makes sense to go to this output device based on what our estimating system will tell us. And, and we don't have to make excuses about quality on one versus the other. So that's, that's always a big driving factor for us when we're looking at technology Early on, we brought, you know, the early editions of the indigo press into the, into the plant, right? We didn't have to make excuses for the, the quality and, and say, well, this is digital. So you're getting what you pay for. <laughs> uh, and, and we, and we continue, continue that same philosophy now. When we do our due diligence. We're, you know, we're making sure that what we put on the floor is going to service our customers and they're not going to have to be, you know, satisfied just because they think they're getting a good price here.
0: Yeah. And, and certainly are you seeing more of that, uh, you know, obviously through COVID point of purchase, you know, display graphics type work sort of went a little bit flat. Um, are you seeing that bounce back? We
1: are, you know, another one of these, the new additions that we've landed, you know, it's a client's got 500 locations around the, uh, the Western U S and, and a great deal of point of purchase and signage and things like that. So, uh, and then some of the I think some of the other ones are still lagging a little bit. Some of the other big clients out there are still, seems like they've tightened up their spend a little bit. So we'll, we'll have to see how that evolves over the next six months, one year. Mm. I think, that, you know, some of these really big, you know, it's like, like a Nike or Adidas that they've actually had a lot of success on the digital side and on the, without doing all the, their spend there, but you know, I have to believe at some point they're going to have to uh, start reinvesting in that as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, a pr- you know, print isn't dead as they say we're a visual people, you know, we like the visual communications. I think we're all, I think we're all getting a little bit tired of the constant barrage of email and pop-up ads and, and, you know, the, the targeted marketing that we're doing, you know, I I read interesting stats recently about the, you know, the amount of time someone spends with a direct mail piece versus an email that comes in. Um, The readership is totally different. Yeah, for sure. I think our, as
1: a whole, our society is just sick and tired of digital. You know, I mean, it, it's still it's still very relevant. It's still you can still couple it with print. But personally, myself, I I I don't look at mensch email if it's not work related. You know, I, I don't. I just, just delete. On the, on the flip side, if I get something really interesting in the mailbox and it's got a, a cool coating on it or it's got a nice gloss effect, there's no doubt it it causes me to pause and take a second look at it.
0: Yep, it's it's that envelope. There's there's 25 of them. They're all white and there's suddenly a yellow one. Now I'm going to go open the yellow one because it's just different. It's interesting. It's attracted my attention or it's more personalized and more variable content to it. Yeah. So, you know, where do you where do you see Premiere going over the next five years? What's what's the changes? What's the big opportunity you know, for us, it's it's really just
1: more of what we're doing, right? Continuing to grow. And obviously, we're going to, as I mentioned before about apparel, we're going to continue to leverage and grow that vertical. Uh, with the addition of the T250, we're going to really leverage and grow our direct mail vertical. And then we'll have to see what other types of equipment we need to put in to support that. Maybe on the inserting or inkjet side, or not inkjets because with the T250, but more on the inserting potentially. Mm hmm it's really just kind of, you know, I feel like we're on a good path and, and then who knows what, what technology holds or what's, what's going to happen in the next couple of years around technology. But there's no doubt in my mind will continue to evaluate and invest in it if it makes sense for the business.
0: Yeah. I think it was Confucius that said, may you live in interesting times. Um, we've had some uh, interesting times over the last, uh, you know, 18 months. Um, and the market seems to be, you know, I'm hearing, you know, for many people, it's it's bouncing back. And it sounds like for you, you know, picked up a couple of new large clients during COVID um, and the rest of the market's sort of bouncing back for you. It is,
1: yeah. I think we'll probably be 30, 35% above 2019 at this point. So, you know, so it's, yeah, we're, we're in a really fortunate spot. We're overly blessed to be where we're at and we got to just keep the momentum going. And that's, I think that's the key for us is, and we talk about this often is let's not, we can't rest on our laurels, can't get comfortable thinking, it, ride the success out. But we got to figure out what's next. How do we keep getting better? How do we continue, continue improve? How do we continue to reduce spoilage, reduce our cost, so that we can remain relative and you know, relevant and, and
0: you know competitive in the marketplace? Because if, if if we don't do it, somebody else will. That's exactly right. Um, so I, I want to just you know quickly touch on something. I had um, Jeff White on uh, on the podcast recently, and we talked about education and and finding new employees. You know, many people are aging out of the printing industry. You and I are of a certain age, and you know, while it, this is still fun, um, we won't be doing it forever. Where do you get the the next generation of employees? Where would you look for them? That's the fifty thousand dollar
1: question, isn't it? All right. So, it's a, it's a definitely a challenge that we're faced with in our industry. We, we really keep trying to work with the local schools, and we do all kinds of tours. Obviously, pre COVID, try to get students into here to get them excited about the industry you know, doing some campaigns internally to award employees that if they bring somebody into the business, right. And if they stick around for X amount of time, then they get a small little bonus based off of things like that. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a real challenge. Uh, I feel really fortunate over the last couple of years, we've actually added on five or six key younger folks into our team that I think are going to be the future of premier. So it's really, it's fun to see.
0: Yeah. And so before we go, I just want to touch on the IT side. You you have a, a pretty strong IT team, and I've had the the privilege of working with with several of your folks. Do you see IT as a, a, an important investment in your business? Yeah, absolutely.
1: In fact, just recently we we've added two new folks onto the IT team. It's untapped potential what we have when it comes to automating and and really, you know, taking out touch points and and improving our processes in our business. So it's, it's, a, it's an investment that we continue to, to invest pretty heavily in. And I think it's really going to help us. When I talked before about we got to keep getting better and keep continuing to cut our cost,
0: it's going to be leveraging technology is going to help us get there for sure. Excellent. Well, Scott, um, always an absolute pleasure to talk to you. You know what? I, I learned something new about Premier every time we chat. And thank you for taking the time. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Nick. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. I want to thank Mr. Scott Gorman for joining me today and giving us insight into how new technology can help make your business thrive. Before we go, interesting fact, US households received about 121 billion pieces of mail each year, and the average lifespan of an email is only 17 seconds compared to direct mail with an average lifespan of 17 days. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. I want to thank Mr. Scott Gorman for joining us today and giving us insight into how new technology can help make your business thrive. Thanks all out there for listening to Imaging of Things. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you find your favorite podcast. This has been Nick Benkovich on Imaging of Things from EFI.